Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex, so without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. Now, obviously, I encourage you guys to email me, message me with questions, etc., and that is awesome. I actually really like speaking to you. Just the other day, um, literally yesterday, as of this time of recording, I just hopped on a 15-minute meeting with someone, just answered their questions. Absolutely free, because I actually really like talking to you guys. But what I have found is that as much as it's really good for content, talking to you guys and getting these questions, you're struggling. Well, some of you are anyway, because as I've said, it's hard to convey quite a lot of this in the podcast form. And as much as I love it, you know, the practical application when we are, you know, wanting to be Forex traders is super important. So what I'm going to be doing in terms of advancing this podcast, making it more practical for you guys, is releasing a how-to series. Now, this might just be me sitting here and doing a bit of a podcast, or it might also be me screen sharing, and also going on, uploading this stuff, and having it there for you to look at, so you can actually learn. Now, of course, I'm going to have this on my Patreon. It's been set up for quite some time, and it's just been sitting there and collecting dust. I will upload all the podcast episodes for free as per usual, but I will no longer be doing three days a week on the podcast. I know I've gotten back into swings of it, but what I'm going to do is one to two um, free here depending on how my week is going, and one to two, that will be on my Patreon. Now, obviously, as you can imagine, this is going to take effort. I'm going to have to talk to you guys, um, get your questions down, and actually, if I am screen recording, you know, uh, actually put some more effort into it rather than just sitting here. So it is going to be behind a paywall there. However, I am not going to BS you. Remember, I always want to make this as accessible as possible. So it's literally, I'm just going to price at the cup of coffee. Just a price of a cup of coffee a week will let you in on the how-to series. We're going to be going over stuff like how I actually backtest. How I actually add these indicators to my chart. How I utilize them. How I use, you know, multiple time frame top-down analysis and actually get into specific details where you can follow step by step by step. Obviously, I'll still be doing this and giving you more of my advice, my experience, and that is what I'm going to continue to focus on here at Road to Forex, at this podcast, because it's still going to be really helpful. This is still more like a conversation. Behind, at Patreon, I am going to be focusing on the practical applications for you guys. So you can actually start to get all this stuff down that I'm talking about and improve your trading in I think a far more efficient manner. So that can really help you guys out. And although for those of you that have been on my site, yes, I do charge a lot for my time. As I said, this is going to be a lot smaller. It's nowhere going to be I should say that again. It's not going to be anywhere near as in depth as if you were to actually, you know, have an hour with me. However, it's still going to be very beneficial for you in the future. So 
Here's what I'm going to focus on. This is going to be a taster of how it's going to be done. Now, as I said, might even be screen sharing. That'll be put up on my Patreon as well. I'll put on the little podcast recording for you. Just have it in an audio file. I can chuck that up on there for people that just want to listen to it. Can't see. But I'll also probably do screen recordings when it's necessary. So in terms of this episode, I am going to be talking about how to backtest. Now I know for a lot of you, you're going to be like, oh Alex, you've got like two episodes already on backtesting. Forwards testing versus backtesting, you know, importance of backtesting. Well, we're doing it again, guys. But this one is a how-to. So it's going to be completely different. And from the amount of questions I still get from you guys, and it is my, always comes up. Not my number one, but it's definitely my top five questions. Whenever I'm mentoring someone, this comes up. Alex, how do you backtest? How do you actually do it? What are you looking at? Okay, perfect. I'm going to tell you. Now, I have an indicator, right? So this makes it super easy. It basically is going to save you hours and hours of work for those of you that are mentoring. Uh, I'm mentoring you now. You already know. Those of you have access to the indicator. That makes it super quick. So if you ever do want to, and I'm always harping on about it, save a ton of time, not also have to get your strategy down, you can purchase it at roadsforex.com. But if you do not have a strategy, Here's what I would do with you. Two years is a minimum that you need to backtest, a bare minimum. I'm talking about the one hour and the four hour here specifically. If you're going into the 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, somewhere along those lines, a year is fine, but still, you really want to go for two years. You really want, I, I go down, I backtest the 15 minutes, I still went two years back. So, in fact, scratch what I'm going to say, I'm going, regardless of the time frame you're on, it's going to be two years. Unless, of course, you're in the seconds to minutes, then a year is absolutely fine. <laughs> a year is going to be fine on that. But what I do is this. Whatever date I'm on, what's the date of recording right now? So the date today is the 30th of the 5th, 2023. I know that might sound a little bit weird for you American followers out there, because that would be uh, what you do month first, the 5th, 30, 2023. <laughs> so that's the date right now. I go back and I find this exact day two years before, before, I should say, before. And I'll hit the replay button on my TradingView account and I go back and I painstakingly, and if you literally just press shift, right arrow, so obviously you've got your little arrows up, down, left, right, hold down shift, press right arrow, it will move one candle. And what I do, is I press it manually. I don't press that play button because it can go too far, it cannot go that far. And what I'll do as soon as I see a setup be made, I go, all right, I'm now going to enter. I put the date in, I put the time in, I'll put, specifically because I need to know how big a candlestick is, I'll put how big the characteristics of that candlestick are, wick size, body, etc. And then I'll also put in my stop loss. Now that's going to be more about how I'm journaling rather than backtesting, so I'll focus more on the backtest here. But I'll write all that stuff down. I'll journal it all down and get all the information that I want. That will be another one, how to actually journal, what you actually need to look at and the crap that you don't need to. Uh, just as important to know the stuff that you don't need as well as the stuff that you do. But I'll continue. I will hop in. I'll place my stop loss. 
hop in at that point where I need to enter and I will place my take profit. The key here is not knowing whether it's going to be a winner or a loser. And then saying to myself, I cannot move my stop loss. Before I press shift and right click and move that first candlestick, I make a pact with myself that I will not move everything. I ask myself three or four times, am I happy? I'll use my checklist that we've talked about before. Is everything checked off? Yep, this is what I would do. And then I see if it's a winner or a loser. And I make sure I do not change anything. No stop loss, no take profit, whatever. That is going to be the truest form of how you are going to backtest. It is going to show you as close to real events as possible what your data is actually going to, oh sorry, I should say your data is therefore going to be the most truthful it can be. If you're just going back in time and then looking and then having kind of look and going, oh yeah, well I can see that it does go down, so I'll definitely enter in on this one. It's going to cloud your judgment. Even if you think it isn't, it's going to cloud your judgment. So you just really need to leave that. Of course, if there is an indicator there and you're using that and that is your sole entry, that's why it's going to save a lot of time. You don't have to do that. But moving on from there, that's what I would do. And then I get to see and I get to tally it up and then I journal everything and I get all my results down. And after the two years, I conclude everything. I conclude everything. The most important things for me are win rate and gains. And I break it down into London, New York, and Asian sessions. Now, again, that's going to be going more into journaling, but that is how I do it. I go over and I painstakingly go through two years. And I will do that with every single uh, currency pair, regardless of whether I like it or not. I'll go through all of them. As I was saying to, um, I believe it was Chad last night, um, you know, even if that currency pair is going trash and you're eight months in, stick with it, do the entire two months. You'll be surprised how quickly it can turn around. And if it's not turning around and it is super crap, then it's really good because you've just found out a pair that you do not want to trade on. And as I said, it's just as important in this game to figure out what pairs work and what pairs don't. Now, the last thing that I will go over in terms of this, and it is super important, is every time you go into backtesting a pair, have a specific goal. Even if it's the same goal for every pair, I write it down. And mine is, I want to find out if this currency pair is, right, is good enough for me to trade. And I will define it. I need it to be over this two years. It needs to gain me 30% or 40% or whatever. And and I do all three pairs because I sell my indicator so you guys need to know all the stats and all the backup statistics. Um, that's what's so good. Um, two, years on every, two years of backtesting on every pair. One hour, four hour, two hours, 15 minutes, whatever it is. Um, don't trade or backtest the New York session if, right... You don't trade the New York session. If you're only up for Asian London like me, don't trade the New York session. What are you doing? Don't backtest it. That, that is a complete, utter waste of time. So always look at the time beforehand. That's what I would be saying there. But go through 
every single time frame. If you're a day trader, obviously, within that pair, one hour, two hour, three hour, four hour, whatever it is, cool. If you're a swing trader, four hours, one day, one week, whatever. If you're a scalper, just, I don't know, one minute to 15 minutes to half an hour, whatever it is, you just need to do that. But that is how I go and actually backtest. I have a specific goal. I apply myself to it. I make sure I find the date. I go back two years on the exact same date and then I come all the way forwards. Journaling is a part of it. I won't go into it that much, but I journal everything down. And I make sure that I'm only backtesting the times that I actually trade on. If I'm not trading New York session, I do not backtest it. It is a waste of time. And I will go through every single currency pair and every single time frame that applies to me and I will do two years. As I said, guys, it is just as important to know the crap pairs as it is to know the good pairs. And when I come out of it, it's amazing. I'll tell you why. Because I now have a crap load of data that supports me. I went in to an AUD Swiss franc pair the other day. So AUD Chef, I call them Chef pairs because it's CHF. I didn't think it was actually that good. My technical analysis when I was looking at it was like, oh, that's pretty average. But then I just looked at my back testing and it said, Alex, over the past two years, you have a 52% chance. That's your win rate. So you have a 52% chance of winning this trade. And when I do do that over the two years, you know, you made 25%. Not a lot. It's 24, sorry, it's 12.4% a year. But do I want an extra 12.4% a year? You bet I want that. And I hopped in. Guess what? I'm still in the trade. It's not doing well and it's not doing bad. I bet you thought I'd say it was really good. We don't BS here at Road to Forex. We don't do it. So, I'm still in it though. And it has the opportunity to go through it. And I just went for the data. Now that I've back-tested, I don't have to rely on technical analysis anymore because I've got a crap load of data that says, Alex, you need to take this trade right now. Anyway, guys, I'm going to end it here because the bin men are literally just around the corner. Quite funny. I'll, in my link tree, um, or I might even put it on Road to Forex, who knows. If you want more access, you can't find my link tree or whatever, you can always email me at roadtoforex at gmail.com. That's road, the number two, forex at gmail.com. Keep on signing up. Go to my website. Do whatever you want. Work with me. Become a professional trader. That's how it is. Anyway, enough plugging myself. Have a great day, guys. I'll speak to you later. Bye.